When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the nice weather over the weekend in Chicago. It's been great. We are finally getting to that point where we understand why we live here. Exactly. And it'll, it'll last till... Well, for me, it'll actually last through football season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's usually a good length of time. But, I mean, I'll complain when it's too hot. Like, I've said that before. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. Like, that's, that's I'm, I'm me. Cool like, once it, gets, mm-hmm. once it gets those 90s, it's like, ah, okay. Like, I'm, I'm staying inside and blasting the AC. But you can't – I mean, this has been awesome. Well, um, since weather's getting nice, that means 16-inch softball season is here. And CHGO expansion team this year. <laughs> In the uh, the big, what do they call the league these days again? It's like KUP. The cup, what, is, cup what does that league? stand for? Yeah, yeah. Does anybody cup? know? It's just cup softball. Oh, there is Kevin Kaduct with the history yeah. lesson. Old sometimes columnist. Okay, I have to do. Got it. Okay, I and should Kevin. probably know that when I played in this league because this was we just called it the radio league, Chicago Radio Softball League back. This was like 10, 12 years ago. So I've played in this league. I will not be there tonight because, uh, you know, the Vernon Hills Red Sox have a big game tonight. Oh, okay. Um, that I have to coach in. But uh, I am jealous because I loved playing that 16-inch softball league. You guys were sitting here, like, trying to make the lineup as the show was starting. So I felt like we got to start the show and just bring the listeners into this thing, and they can help field the team. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting because we're having my girlfriend play. And my friend's girlfriend playing. We're trying trying to figure it out. Joey's also going to play our producer who's uh, producing the show today. Like, where are we putting everybody? Does so, rule number one, at least from my days in this league, um, every team has ringers. You don't say out loud who the ringers are. Okay. <laughs> Good. I like that. I like that. Especially on a show. Yeah. But, no. hey, you know, it's fine. People it's, are out there scouting. Like, I, I've seen, like... <laughs> I've seen videos on Facebook of them like streaming these games. Sometimes I'm on the there's like a Facebook page for the league. I'm really? on that. I have been on it. I've followed this thing. It's fun. I'm very jealous that you guys are playing in this tonight. Scouting the opponents, seeing oh, yeah. you know what the pitchers are who do you, like. Who do you play tonight? We play Chicago for real. So what is that? That's a good question, okay. and we're gonna figure out tonight. And we'll see how that all goes because see, it's like a combination of like a couple different outlets who couldn't get an entire okay, team. Good. I, I'm not sure which outlets it yeah. is though. No, that's okay. a good thing because back when I played, it was like all like your regular call letters. Like it was like WGN Radio, 670 Score, ESPN 1000 had a team. You know, maybe WLS had a team. I think Eddie and Jobo had their own team. Like, but every team struggled to field the amount of players they needed every week. So it makes sense to combine 
some of these teams. I'm really excited. Anything short of a championship for you guys this year is, I feel exactly is a the letdown same way. in my mind, though. I feel exact same way. I texted Kevin, I don't know, a couple days ago. Like, we're winning this thing. This is happening. Even though I have no experience playing 16-inch <laughs> You've softball. You've never played 16-inch softball. Never played, but I've been practicing, man. I've been yeah. going out to fields, having my dad hit the ball, my brother. Like, we have been working, so. Well, you average, like, 2.5 tweets per day about how you go to the gym. So, <laughs> I have so high expectations for you. There we go. See, for me, <laughs> I make it very clear what I am. Okay, I'm going to play good defense. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to get on base. Where'd you play at? Uh, I'm going to get singles, okay. or I'm going to walk. And people hate the people who walk. Hit it on the ground to third. Just make right, make right. a play. That's Just it. run. You can place the ball and put yourself on base very easily. So I'm not the guy up there trying to swing for the fences. I'm going to get you on base, and then whoever hits the home runs, then you can knock me in. You can bunt, right? Is that, that no? That, no, you can't. No, you can do like a chop swing, chop, like a sword. Again, you might <laughs> get uh, some dirty looks if you do that, but. Uh, I'm excited for this. I think we should actually stream these games now that I think about it so I can watch them tonight. I think that sounds like a great plan. We have a YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're set yeah, up we're for We're doing this. that right now. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually going to wear those. So you see a pop fly if I drop He's it. He's got the go. Ray-Ban glasses where it has a Ray-Ban camera. ban stories. Yep. So. All right. Uh, well, I'm excited for that. So we'll keep, we'll keep you guys... We'll at least get some highlights going. Yes, Brenda's asking for highlights. At least at least use these fancy phones we have that have nice cameras. Mm-hmm. You brag about the camera on your phone. So I want to see some highlights get posted into social media tonight or tomorrow morning. For sure. Um, and, yeah, meanwhile, day. I'll stick to basketball. I appreciate <laughs> that. All right, uh, speaking of basketball, boy, our friends at PHNX had a tough night last night with that <sighs> Suns game. That was That was bad, Adam. Like, I was watching it kind of not paying attention, but also as the score kept going up and up, you know, for not in Phoenix's, uh, you know, just direction. It's like, man, I think it's better that way, though. Would you rather have it where you're, you know, you lost or yeah. you're going to lose last second? I think it hurts more knowing that you would lose a game like fourth quarter, whatever, maybe a, a buzzer beater. Yeah, I think at least I'm you're with in you. it, though. Longer. I think I'm with you because, like, at least you knew that. The season's over. You don't have to worry. You're stressed. In most in. circumstances, yes, but that was a 60-win team that lost by 40 yeah, at home. I know. They were like the best team They're, all year. They were, just, they were penciled in for the finals in the West. Yeah, that's Crazy. true. So I was, I was grilling when the game started. Like, during the first quarter, I was out. By the way, Weber has I a— saw your grill. You my, yeah. They have a new, Sweet. like, retro 70th anniversary kettle. Like, the old-school kettle everyone knows, mm-hmm. which is still a go-to thing. I love it. Um, I showed my dad that last night. He's like, oh, that's But nice. there's a 70th anniversary one with, like, kind of like the old... If you think about, like, in the 60s, like, everyone had, like, bright green appliances and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, that was the style. Um, and um, it's on Instagram. I don't think I put it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, I, I just love it. it yeah, no, it's it awesome. Looked, it cool. I let my wife pick out the color. And so I've been out there like using the charcoal recently a lot um, instead of the gas grill, which is the way to go if you have the time mm-hmm. to do it. Anyway, so I missed like the whole first quarter grilling. And by the time we got done eating and I like checked over, like actually looked over because the game was on the whole time. But when I looked over, it was 70 to 32, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was what? Bad. And Luca was Luca Dantage, man, oh, when he dropped oh man, whom I forgot who he dropped just on a crossover. Nails a three and just just starts smiling too. It's like 
That's a bad man. That so is a bad, bad dude. The two years the Bulls, like, flirted with, they they tried to tank, but they weren't good enough at tanking. And then, like, they screwed them their lottery Miritich, chances. I think Miritich had something to do. He went yeah, off it was at like, the end. But they are, there was two years in there where it was like, if they had actually done it properly, they <laughs> could have ended up, and the two players I wanted in those two years were Ja Morant, like the two guys I personally just had a crush on that craved John Morant was one and then Luca was the other. And they just couldn't get it done in the lottery and they missed out on both of those guys. I was so mad. And I don't even remember. It was one of those years the marketing year maybe? Maybe it was. I don't remember. Yeah. They- but I remember that. Whatever. It was so annoying. <laughs> just picturing Luca potentially on the Bulls. He's so um, damn good. Suns could have taken Luca. True. Ooh. They took Aiden. No, they took that was that year. That hurts. That, that, hurts that does hurt. <laughs> um, anyway, so the only game I can I have vividly in my mind was when the Bulls beat the Utah Jazz in the finals in a similar game. Mm. I think that was – what was the final score last night? Because the Suns Check were out. in danger of threatening the Jazz low mark, which was I think like 59 points or something which was in that game against the Bulls in the 98 finals. 123 to 90 was the final. Oh, score. so they ended up scoring a bunch of garbage yeah, points. Yeah, but so it wasn't. Points. Okay. So, but I think that that game was like the lowest amount of points a team had scored in the playoffs ever. Which I mean, Luka had as much points as the uh the Suns did at the end of the first half. 20 27, I believe. So it's like he was single-handedly beating and he did, but yep. impressive performance and it'll be a fun finals for sure. On Western Conference Finals. All right. Well, we want to keep. Uh, we got a big week planned for you guys. Welcome in Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano, with you today on the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Um, OTA start tomorrow at Hallis Hall. So this is when you get to take the veterans, mix them with the rookies, put it all together. We'll be there uh, to watch practice, and we'll have a show for you tomorrow. Uh, Time has not been finalized. We think it'll be like 4 o'clock, though. So we will publicize that for you guys to make sure you know when tomorrow's show will be post-OTAs. Um, got another special show later this week I haven't even told Nick about. Oh. so uh, And it's not finalized, but uh, we might have a crossover event going on with a different CHGO show. Sounds like fun. I'm down. So, Because, um, you know, there's some other, there's plenty of Bears fans around mm-hmm. in this in this operation here and uh we thought that'd be fun to do uh, but today coming off the weekend and um we appreciate that super chat Zach, exactly. there, by the way we hope we also hope that you have a great week wonderful week and we oh, appreciate yeah. the uh, shout out zach thank you very much so with the schedule had some more time to digest it over the weekend look mm-hmm. at some of the quirks around the league we thought we would do some rankings today, and we're going to rank it in two different ways. Nick is going to handle how hard the games are. So you're yes. going to get the rankings in terms of which are the hardest games on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Teaser right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep, just me getting the stiff arm there. Yep. Wow. Henry does that to a lot of people, though. <laughs> that looks like it would hurt. Yeah. Derek Henry stiff arm. Yeah, especially if it's cold out and then just hitting the ground. That Yeah, that would not feel very good. Uh, and then I will rank the games based on how fun they are to watch. Hey, there you go. Which those don't always go inside because I think the games that are at the top of your list 
might not be fun to watch. Yeah, true. Fans. Very true. Um, yes. So we'll do it a couple different ways here. But let's let's start. Um, you counting these down or counting them up? I, um, I think we're just we might as well start at the top. Which one's the hardest game? I have it being September 18th at the Green Bay Packers Sunday night football. It's just look Bears Packers. It's always a difficult game for the Bears. Last time the Bears beat the Green Bay Packers in September was 2010, and it was a 2017 game. So it's just not a, an easy one for the Bears to face, especially a new regime going into Lambeau Field in a primetime game. Just don't like the Bears' chances there. I have number two here, the Buffalo Bills. We've talked about it before. The Bills are just on a different level than where the Bears are at currently in terms of you know, where they're at as a team and what their goals are. The Bills are you know, aiming to win a Super Bowl. The Bears, you know, maybe they can be competitive in the NFC North eventually. So I have that as number two. Got the next game against the Green Bay Packers. They play that one December 4th on my birthday. So anytime you play Green Bay, it's always going to be a difficult game. And then here... Well, here, I'm going to stop you right yeah. there real quick. I agree. Like, those are the three games that you look at the schedule and you're like, I hate to say it, but 0-3. Yeah. Like, and and the, granted, that Bills game is... On Christmas Eve, it's deep into the season, and things happen. Players get hurt. You never know. And you exactly. never want to suggest that, like, a key player will get hurt. Um, and personally, selfishly, I hope Josh Allen is healthy and playing in that game because I can't wait to see him at Soldier Field. Um, but those are – you already know how they go against the Packers. Even though Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily have – Devontae Adams anymore yeah. or the best weapons. The NFL didn't care. They scheduled the Packers for the most – um, nationally televised games. 11 of their 17 games are in national time slots. So that wow. means either primetime or that late afternoon window. Man. And we already know that Fox, CBS, they love putting Packers in that 325 uh, start time. So 11 of their 17 games are in that spot. That second Packers game, the one at Soldier Field, is actually one of the noon games. That the mm, Packers have yeah. one of the non Na- I think the Lions windows. have none outside of what Thanksgiving. They have oh, no wow. primetime games. So, sorry, Detroit. Sorry, Don. Um, just reality right now. Um, but to continue going on here real quickly on the list of, of games that I have ranked, I know a lot of people are saying number five, the Commanders. Look, I just see that that's still only, I think that's week six of the season, or week five. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's still early on in the season, October 13th, Thursday night football. I just think that the front four that the Washington Commanders have going up against a Bears offensive line that we still don't know who the right guard is going to be as of right now. We don't know if the tackles that are currently slide there at, at this moment in time are going to be there come when they play the Washington Commanders. So I just see it as being a bad matchup okay. for the Bears. And then I had actually in my way early you know season prediction rankings, the Bears beating the Patriots – that's still going to be a really tough game on Monday Night Football oh, yeah. in Foxborough. So that one comes next, uh, another primetime game. But week one against the San Francisco 49ers, I think is a tough matchup regardless if it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it would actually be easier to if it was Trey Lance just because he has not played. But Jimmy Garoppolo did some pretty good things against the Bears last season at Soldier Field. But that, I think, is going to be a difficult matchup to start off the season. You had the Minnesota Vikings, who the Bears last season, they, they couldn't get a win against. And that one being in Minnesota, divisional opponent, that's going to be a tough one. But 
those are the next slotted side of games there. Yeah, Adam. I think the only one I might switch the Commanders and Patriots games. I think I might be with the commenters on that. Um, you know, one's a road game, one's not. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah, He's and it's, always, it's Carson Wentz too for the Commanders. So you can see yeah. that it kind of comes down, but. Yeah, I just look at that front four. And no, like, I, I, you have a Ooh. very valid point. You, I think you actually talked me into. Did you switch out to Hogan? I, I was listening to it. I, I'm I, like, I, did I, I switched, swear you. you know what's funny is I switched a couple the next day when we did Hogan Johns, uh-huh. but it still came out to the same record. Okay, gotcha. Um, which was eight and nine. So I think I ended up. I forget what I did. Maybe but it was I, a Dolphins one. Maybe you, I think the Dolphins. I switched to an L. Okay. Yeah. And then I don't know. There was some other well, game yeah, and I switched knows, to a but, W, but. Yeah, we're, we're in May. So we can switch things around if we want to. Um, but then, yeah, just to kind of close it out here, um, so after that. that it minute, gets easier. It gets, yeah, it does get easier because I actually have some, some W's for the Bears I projected in our schedule show. But you have, like, the Minnesota Vikings. Like I said, you'll lose that one at, at Minnesota. But then the Dolphins one, I also had the Bears losing. But we were back and forth on that. We could see the Bears winning. We could see them losing. They just have a lot of weapons over there. The Eagles, I had the Bears winning this one, but, man, the Bears haven't beat the Eagles the last five times they played them. Yeah, it's going to still be a very tough well. game. They never go well. Yeah, and then you have the Jets. It's a noon game, and both these teams have young quarterbacks. I had the Bears beating uh, the Jets there, and then the rest of them are Ws um, just because that's how it goes. But the Vikings, Lions, I think the, the Falcons game, even though I have it ranked 15 here, Adam, I think it'll be a little – I think it's going to be a lot closer than than maybe I have it projected here in, in my rankings here. But Texans and Lions to kind of close it out there. I think the Bears could get the best of Lovey Smith at Soldier Field, and you know, anytime you could play the Lions, I think you could you can. Yeah, it's much interesting that you w. have the not to quibble over the easiest game of the year, but I would. It's interesting you have the Texans ranked higher than the Lions. Well, because I, I think yeah. the Texans have a better roster. I mean, sorry, the Lions have a better roster. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I'm like, I'm guaranteed a W somewhere, and I know the Lions are going to be one of them, but I just feel like the Houston, obviously they have a couple of, you have Davis Mills there, and it's, I don't know. I just feel like the, the Bears look at the best. There was an interesting Texas. comment in there going back to the Commanders game about mm-hmm. whether or not the Bears might have uh, an advantage because Flus came mm-hmm. from Indy, and went against Carson Wentz in practice yeah. every day last year. Um, he certainly would have some insight. Clearly, they did not like Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Uh, and Chris Ballard made that very clear. Jim Irsay made that very clear. This was all before they even traded him. Um, so whatever was going on behind the scenes there, you would think defensive coordinator... Matt Eberflus, who became the Bears' head coach, would have some insight. That's true. That. That's so, a good point. Um, that I can also say the same thing, too, Adam. Like, the Bears are most likely not going to beat the Bills. But, man, Matt Eberflus' defense messed up Josh Allen and that mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills offense that game. 41-15 to 15 in yeah. Buffalo. So, he has some insight there. I don't – again, how much does that carry over with a whole new team? I don't know. But Eberflus, Allen Williams at – that Colts defense figured something out. We'll see if they can do that in, in Chicago this upcoming season when they face the Bills again on Christmas Eve. But, yeah. All right, so those are the, uh, the games in terms of difficulty as ranked by Nick. And um, I'm going to come up here with some 
watchability rankings too. But first, I want to tell you the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get up to two risk-free bets, up to $2,000. And if that's, that is not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. $2,000 of free bets, a free CHGO membership, free shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better because they have the live NBA same-game parlay, which would have been fun last night, that blowout. Oh, yeah. Come up with some crazy stuff. Uh, and boost those live same-game parlays at the same time, only with points bet. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with points bet. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the points bet app right now on your phone. Register your account from start to finish. What are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to our premium content from all of our great writers. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice when you become a member. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team, every day. Maybe we need to go stream to watch these softball games now that softball is is officially starting for the CHGO team here. So, everybody, if you're not a part of our family again... There's all this great content that you can get access to, Bulls, Cubs, Bears, of course, but you're, you have a Chicago favorite Chicago sports team, most likely we're covering them. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. Look at those shirts. I know. I need to, I need to keep adding to my wardrobe of CHGO shirts. Like the Bulls one is definitely on the list. For, I meant for to me. actually pull. Yeah, that's my favorite one, I think. I need to get. I want the sky shirt though. Yeah, it's and I want the fire shirt and I want the red star shirt. So, oh, the I sky shirt will go with the grill. All three of those at the top. Yeah, yeah, that that will go with the grill. Oh, they would match it. just like my shorts did. That was an yeah. accident though. I, that actually was not on purpose. <laughs> but my wife bought me those shorts and I love them. There you go. My dad was like, "Oh, Adam's shorts are matching the grill." I'm like, "I wonder yeah. if that was planned." Those it are wasn't. they were not planned, but it, it did work out. And I will say those shorts. Our hybrid shorts. I have a bunch of shorts that you can take. Like the board short? Like, is that yeah. what? Oh, like those are fantastic. They're technically a swimsuit, mm-hmm. but they're outstanding for golfing and basically wearing it because they look like they're regular pants. And then if they do get wet, you're fine. To. You're good. So those love- are the shorts to wear, though, in summertime in Chicago. Yes. Like, cannot go wrong with those kind. Yeah. Functionality there. So, and uh, since I tend to gravitate towards bodies of water, Two in the summer. Mm. Like, my happy place is any floating object on water. Okay. Like, it could be, like, those uh, those alligator inner tubes. I was just... I was. It, like, it, doesn't, it could be anything. I was just going to say, like, a straight-up alligator. Like, the floating object. I would float on an <laughs> alligator as long as it would promise not to eat me. I would do it. Might not be as comfortable, but I would do it. Um, all right. Let's talk about these games in terms of watchability. Um, I... These are completely subjective, obviously. (laughs) Biased towards things I want to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But in some cases, they're still the heart. 
you might be surprised because some of these are actually the harder games uh, towards the top. But uh, we'll start with my top game of the season at New England. You okay. have the Monday Night Football factor, mm-hmm. which increases the hype. You have the quarterback matchup, Mac Jones versus Justin Fields, which I find very, very interesting because technically Mac Jones had the better season, had a good rookie year, but I've said this before on the show, you talk to some people who cover the Patriots and they'll tell you, yeah, I think the Patriots would be better off with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So they think there's that ceiling there. So to see them go head-to-head on Monday Night Football, uh, that is a game I can't wait for. And then I think the opener is a very underrated game, even like nationally in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, part of this is assuming, and I, maybe you'll end up being wrong about this, but I have to think the 49ers, for where they drafted Trey Lance, he's got to be their quarterback this year. At some point. And it feels like they want him to be the guy. So you just have to show him that. If it is Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, you sense the theme there at the top in terms of watchability. Plus, it's the opener. Mm-hmm. Soldier Field. The weather should be nice. The Bears are not going to have any losses. It'll be 0-0 zero, zero going into the game, Adam. There's there's still hope. <laughs> They're going to already have the great preseason victory, revenge game over Matt Nagy. Oh, yeah. You know, so, the, you know, they're feeling great going in the opener. <laughs> um, and and so I think in terms of a fun game to watch early on, that week one game is, is good. Okay. As much as these games normally don't go the Bears' way, a lot of times against the Packers, they're competitive. They come down to the fourth quarter. Now, there's also blowouts that get sprinkled in there and maybe this will end up being one of them but it is a Sunday night game against the Packers in September it's been a few years since they've played there early on in the year um I so it's still going to be a game that people care about and uh there's a reason why it's on Sunday night football Mm -hmm. so I think that that one's uh, towards the top and even though some of these are like really matching up with how hard your difficulty rankings like to me the Bills game is it's still intriguing, one. yeah. Like, it's it's one people are going to want to tune into. It's Christmas Eve, too, so it's a great thing to have on, um, you know, as you're getting together with your family on Christmas Eve. So, Josh Allen visiting Soldier Field. You know, too, and it could be for the watchability. It's like, oh, I just want to see how Josh Allen is going to torch the Bears defense and like <laughs> in, you know, on Christmas Eve or if you have fantasy um, implications at later on in the year, like, you're going to watch these games just to see their, the product on the field from maybe some of the other teams that, that the Bears will face if the Bears are already, you know, done by, you know, uh, December 24th there with the, especially the Bills. Our guy Nunu chiming in saying the Cowboys game's his number one because he's going to be there. Nice. See, and that, that also factors into it as next, well. That's why everyone's list could be different. This is this is my list, but I still think the Cowboys, towards the top of the list, it is a, it is a Bears-Cowboys game, which uh, is – Always a fun old school matchup, and uh, you know it's Dak Prescott. But it's Dallas, but, man. but it's a game the Bears can hang in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those games where you would not be completely surprised. Cowboys tend to have some letdown games from here and there. Mm, they know, do from Absolutely. time to time. That could be one of them. Uh, so I have the Cowboys game at number five on the list. Then continuing on, can't go wrong with a Bears Packer game. December one, other two. than the results, but in terms <laughs> of like getting hyped up for them, being Bears Packer week still it's still important, yeah, very, and, very important, and so I put that at number six. This is where I might get some pushback, and maybe I'm on my own. 
I think that Texans game is interesting. Okay. Don't sleep on Davis Mills. Mm -hmm. He had a great rookie season down there in Houston. So you have that factor, same quarterback class as Justin Fields. It's early on in the year, so you're not getting a game that's like, oh, we got, you know, two awful football Mm -hmm. teams. They're out of it completely. The Lovey Smith versus Matt Eberflus factor, that's a mentor. It's kind of like the Spider-Man guess going on here between these two teams, right? You have the defensive-minded coaches that run similar systems. Um, You have rookie second-year quarterbacks. Yeah. You have both teams don't have a ton of weapons on offense. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Just pointing at each other. So, um, you know what, Again, I put it this way on our schedule show last week. Locally, it's an interesting game. Mm -hmm. Nationally, nobody's going to care about it. But for me, I think that this is one that should be high on the list. Okay. And also, I think Bears fans, too, will look at watchability. It's like, I think the Bears can win that game. So yes. against the Texans, like that would maybe make it higher on someone else's list than someone else. And being that it is the Texans, and like all the reasons you said, there there's a chance for the Bears to easily win that one at home early on in the season. Yeah. Plus, as someone pointed out, uh, Jordan pointed out in the comments, you know, they added Stingley, they they added some guys on defense in the draft. Mm-hmm. That that Texans defense is going to be solid. And if if Davis Mills can take the next step, I mean, I'm not expecting Davis Mills to be you know, Pro Bowl or anything, but he was pretty solid, and I liked him coming out. Yeah. And if you looked at his his career and what happened at Stanford, a lot of that was, you know, things out of his control, and he was a very highly regarded recruit when he got there. Um, so he he's – It says something that he was able to do what he did in Houston, obviously being his rookie season, despite a oh, lack of weapons and everything, just being in the NFL as a rookie, so – and yeah. the Deshaun Watson circus that was going on True. at the same time. Yeah. So, all right. Again, with the theme with the rookie, second year, now second-year quarterbacks, I got the Jets game at number eight. Um, I, I still like Zach Wilson. I think that's going to be a fun one. It's later on in the year, too. So if both of those quarterbacks are making progress, regardless of what their team's records are, that could be an interesting quarterback matchup. Uh, so I have that one at number eight. The Commanders game, you brought up how some of the, the matchups are intriguing. Part It's a Thursday night game, mm-hmm. um, Amazon Prime, home primetime game, so that's part of why it's that high on the list. Uh, that's pretty sense. much it. Makes sense. Then the Falcons game, you got the, the, the ex-Bears factor, <laughs> right? Chicago so you got Falcons. all the... The Bears connections in that game. So it's got to be up there. It does. And, again, another winnable game for, for the Bears there uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, to going back to the Jets game real quick, and because it is later in the year, I feel like you see a better version of Justin Fields or Zach Wilson if it was maybe early on. I know a lot of their – I think by, you know, mid-October, the Bears are done with all their primetime games. Will and I did our roundtable, and I was saying that I don't think the national audience is going to see the best version of the Bears as a whole because all those national games are early on in the season as opposed if they were later on. So maybe that Jets game is a little bit more intriguing because you have better quarterback play from the two rookies or two second-year quarterbacks. I also think the Jets can make a, a step this year. That I, I'm not, I'm not going to go out and be like, oh, sleeper playoff team, but I think that they're a team that 
they have some we come out of this them. year, it's like, okay, they kind of know what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, they've purged all the problems. Um, you know, they added the quarterback last year. They added Garrett Wilson. They, I mean, they, they got some talent. They do. No, they, they, I wouldn't be surprised either if yeah. they're a team that's on, definitely on the way up. All right. Um, so after the uh, Atlanta Bears game, uh, this is where it gets, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, these Bears Vikings game, even though that both teams changed head coaches and GMs, it feels like the same matchups. It does. It doesn't feel like anything changed. I, um, so, but it's a game in Minnesota. It's a divisional game, so I got that at number eleven. The Dolphins game to me is intriguing. The Mike McDaniel factor. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill's on that team now. Will Tua start to figure it out this year? Or is he just limited too much? Um, you know, really, these top 12 games I, I do think are all interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any duds here. No, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like there's storylines. Even, like, if you look at, um, for example, like Bears-Jets, yes, two bad teams last year, but the storylines are the quarterbacks is why you're going to watch. So, yeah, for the first 12, it's like, you could see why you're tuning in. And if you're a Bears fan, you're tuning in every single game. It doesn't matter. So, But, yeah, for the first 12, I, I definitely agree with you there. Now, the Eagles game, which you, you kind of, it seemed like you kind of struggled where to put it to in, like, the diff- difficulty. I, I'm struggling with this one because I think, it, it, like, check back with me when this game's getting played December 18th. Mm-hmm. Because the Eagles could, they were, you know, they could be a playoff team again. Yeah. I think they're flawed from being too good, but they could be interesting. And if the Bears are, even in the situation where I gave them an 8-9 record, they're technically probably not going to be out of that last playoff. In the hunt? They're yeah, going to be in that be in the hunt graphic? In the hunt graphic. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, that December 18th game, we're talking about late December in a game that might have some meaning. Mm-hmm. So it could be more intriguing than where I have it right now, um, which was what I had. Uh, that was at 13. 13. All right, last four games at Detroit. Really, the only reason this is interesting is because it's on New Year's Day. Yep. It's a holiday game. You could, you know, wake up, be a little hungover. Watch Bears-Lions. I don't know that the Bears-Lions are going to fix your hangover. <laughs> Probably not. But um, it might add to your hangover, but it's there for you on New Year's Day. Personally, I'd probably point you towards the Rose Bowl. But that actually, that would be your – oh, if the NFL's playing on New Year's Day, though, that must be a year that the Rose Bowl's on, this, on January 2nd. Probably. Yeah. Yep. So it probably wouldn't be on that game. So, sorry. Instead, you get Bears-Lions. Stay hungover and then just yeah. wait for the Rose Bowl. <laughs> uh, then the last three games, home against the Vikings – Home against the Giants. I'm sorry. That should actually be at the Giants. Um, That's my mistake. At Giants uh, for number 16. Bears have won those games recently, but they've Mm -hmm. all been at Soldier Field. And then against the Lions, which you had the easiest game. Easiest game. And I have it as the least interesting game. Bears-Lions at Soldier Field. I think it all makes sense. Makes (laughs) sense there. So, any quibbles there? Ah. I think I would have had maybe trying to see where all the prime time. Some games of the commenters think the Dolphins game should be higher. Okay, I mean it could be. It could be, yeah. Where maybe okay, the Texans one that was the only one for me where in terms of watchability, I guess you're not buying it. 
I'm buying. I'm buying what you're saying, but I'm not. Maybe not buying it at uh, seven. Okay. May, it would make the top ten. I think I just move everybody up and put it at ten. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Make it easy because I don't feel like going through it. Fair but enough. yeah, for the most part, I think it makes sense because there's quarterback matchups, there's primetime games, and you still the Packers are going to be there regardless of what the outcome is going to be. The Packers are always going to be up there in terms of watchability. Got to do it. Yeah. Got to yeah. do it. Well, All right. There Adam. were my rankings for watchability. He he had the uh, difficulty. difficulty. So I know a lot of people didn't agree with the difficulty one either. So eh, that's, that's all right. right. Most people are on boards. That's Go ahead. Cool. All right, you guys. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. OTAs start tomorrow uh, at Hallis Hall. So we will have stuff for you that we've been able to see with our eyes from practice. I'm excited about it. Veterans, rookies, they're all, well, still voluntary, but I guess... They don't have to show up, <laughs> but I feel like I have a feeling that most of these players will, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably going to be a couple exceptions and these are, these are voluntary. So, um, you know, even if you, like I brought up the one time you have a root canal, you can miss, you can miss <laughs> practice. I <laughs> should actually, OTAs. I should actually clarify OTA start today. We'll be at there. House tomorrow. hall. We're allowed to be there tomorrow. They give us one practice a week. So, uh, the bears practice today, tomorrow, and then Thursday, and they'll kind of schedule. They'll still have that schedule the next few weeks, mm-hmm. that kind of Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, yep. schedule. There's a week off there. I think it's like Memorial day week. They're off. So, um, but anyway, we're looking forward to getting out there tomorrow and seeing all this. We will have a recap show from what we are able to see, but we want to talk about the storylines that we'll be looking for. Um, and for me, it's kind of obvious, but how does Justin Fields work with these weapons that he's, that he has, or some might say the lack of weapons <laughs> that he has, uh, now that we're at the point where, Okay, this is the roster you're rolling with. You can still make a tweak here and there. You can add a veteran in August. You know, there's still going to be some changes. But for the most part, the draft's over. Free agency's mostly over. This is what the Bears have. And the this is why you have the, the this timing of these practices to give yourself a good foundation mm-hmm. um, going into training camp. Get these nine pr- practices it ends up being 12 with veteran minicamp um to get out there on the field and execute some of the stuff so they're going to be installing the offense and for me it's how does justin fields look with these weapons that he has how is the chemistry growing with darnell mooney okay can equimania st brown give you more consistency than he was able to give the packers 
in Green Bay. Where's Byron Pringle at after his mm-hmm. arrest that he went through? Can he, you know, really hammer in and focus on football and take his career to the next level? The Bears also added some players. Of course, the most notable name, Valus Jones Jr. in the draft. What does he like look like working with Justin Fields? And then these new guys they brought in, Dante Pettis, Tajay Sharp. Yeah. You know, they've been around. They've been around in this league. Um, they've kind of struggled to really put up big numbers, but Dante Pettis was a former high draft pick that's kind of yeah, had some bad rounder. luck, had some issues with COVID. You wonder if he can kind of get in a situation where he gets more opportunity. Could he push for, um, you know, more targets, at least from Justin Fields? So we're going to get an idea finally seeing all this uh, on the field. It's not going to be the most um, not gonna insightful be the most, practices because yeah. yep. pads aren't on and things like that. But I am intrigued to see what it looks like. That and just kind of adding to the the offensive storylines to kind of follow here, Adam. Like w- for an equanimity of St. Browns, like how often is he actually going to be used in Luke Getze's offense in Chicago? Because we saw in Green Bay, what it was barely anything there. So how often is he going to use him there? Valus Jones Jr. Where is he? Where is he getting mixed into the offense? He also has special teams responsibilities as well. So how often is he even with with the first team, or if he's not there? Um, the running back situation, too, Adam. I think David Montgomery's obviously your feature guy, but when does Khalil Herbert get reps? Like he, I think that you you want to find that balance because they did it in Green Bay with the two backs they have there, so that's something also to kind of keep an eye for. Um, but also just I'm curious to see with the offensive line, will there be any more fluctuation? I know the tackle spots are you know kind of set um, with where they have them, but right guard – is it still just Sam Mustafer, Dakota Dozier? Does Zachary Thomas get any any you know reps there with with uh, at the right guard position? He got him in rookie minicamp. What happens now in OTAs? But I'm also looking at going to like the defensive side here, Adam. Like we know the three tech is Justin Jones, but next to him is it is it just Kyrus Tonga? Is it Angelo Blackson? Like Mario Edward? Like who plays that other like nose tackle position? Opposite of th- or right next to the three tech. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't probably even know. probably Blackson. I think you. Yeah, I think that's like your best bet as of right now. I know I, if you go to like ESPN's like depth chart, they have him behind Justin Jones, but you might go with the, the seven year veteran to kind of start over like a Kyrus Tonga at this point. But just seeing the one the defensive line rotation, but also just who actually ends up being in that spot will be. Something I'll be keying on as we kind of see OTAs uh, start here, starting today, and then when we'll be there tomorrow. But there's just so many little things, Adam, whether it's like even seeing how the, the rookies perform, like Kyler Gordon going against a Darnell Mooney in man-to-man coverage, or obviously Brisker maybe against a Cole Komet in 11-on-11 or 7-on-7. It's like there's a lot there that we, we can see. I don't know how detailed it's going to be, how much we're going to learn from it because it's so early on, but – Definitely things to keep tabs on as we're kind of there throughout the weeks. We could take some questions, too, from uh, our viewers on what they might want to be looking for or want us to be looking for uh, at OTAs. I I will say this. You know, I think we both think Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon are kind of plug-and-play starters. It's still in that situation very common for them to start on the second or third teams. Mm -hmm. Even going into training camp, 
to have to work their way up to that. And I'm pretty sure that's how it was handled with Jalen Johnson a couple of years ago. Yeah. Even though he ended up being the starter week one, you don't just throw him out there. First of all, you got to give some respect to the veterans who have been around. Mm-hmm. You, they at least got to fight for that opportunity. You don't want to just hand it over to them. Um, so that's one thing. And then in, in terms of another rookie, I'm interested to see what Dominique Robinson just looks like because it's, it's been all traits, yep. athleticism. Um, what does he actually physically look like next to these other guys that have been in the league for, the while, for a while? Yeah. You know, is his frame not perfect or does he impress? Is it like, oh, okay, he looks like he can hang. Um, I find that interesting. Here's a question from Devin. Do you guys think Vela's speed alone will make him a starter? I... <sighs> I actually don't even know that he will be a starter. I, I kind of actually picture him as more of a of a chess piece that you put in mm-hmm. certain packages. I think he's like more of a sub-package type player in the offense. I think, too, it's like, okay, if you're going 11 personnel, who are going to be the three receivers that get those first opportunities? Darnell Mooney. Do you have Equinemius St. Brown playing the X and then Byron Pringle in the slot? Just maybe that's where where you go with to initially start. So I don't know if Velas gets gets to be the star just off speed alone, but he's definitely going to be in the mix for sure. I think Velas from Noah will be wide receiver four. Like, yeah, I think that's a good spot to have him initially. Then we'll see how you know he learns this offense, how they kind of intertwine him in, in the offense, and where he's going to ultimately line up. Um. Let's see. All of our wide receivers are fast. Going to see a lot of rotation. I, I believe that too. I I don't think it's just one guy pegged in every single play. Maybe unless it's Darnell Mooney, but there should be a rotation of guys. One of the things that makes this offseason program, you know, intriguing to me is the amount of competition you have. With, I guess there's just a lot of open jobs. Like mm-hmm. there's really two wide receiver jobs. That seemed to me like are open. Uh, definitely on the back end, you know, a guy like Daz Newsome, mm-hmm. you know, his job's not safe after they go out and they sign Dante Pettis, Tajay Sharp, but can those two guys that they just sign actually stay on the team? Yeah, for you sure. You know, they're not guaranteed anything. Um, and so I think, I think that's intriguing. The whole offensive line, really. I mean, I, Tight end number two. I mean, you have Cole Komet, and then you have a bunch of veterans at this yeah. point. So that's another one. Maybe small in terms of the, the bigger picture here, but what you have currently on the roster at tight end, Chase Allen, Ryan Griffin, uh, Rice and John, who they just uh, picked up, and then James O'Shaughnessy, and yeah, that's that's who you have. Who's going to be tight end number two? If you're going to run the ball more, you're going to see more uh, tight end two tight end packages. You need yeah. another guy to be out there. So um, even, like, competition for the number two running back spot, you know, Contrast and Ebner, the rookie, push Khalil Herbert. I think. How that, often will they use a fullback? Like, yeah. actually use a fullback. Kair blasting game is on this roster. Are they actually going to use a fullback? I wrote about um, if you uh, – it's unlocked on allchgo.com, four things to watch as the Chicago Bears begin OTAs. You can go check that out, but – I asked that question. Like, are the Bears actually going to use a fullback? I guess we'll find out. And even if they don't in OTAs, it doesn't mean they won't use them later. If they do, vice versa. So that's always that's something that you know will be kind of interesting to watch out for too. And then this is something we'll probably pay a little bit more attention to in training camp rather than OTAs, although it'll still happen. But the return 
game too. Mm-hmm. You know who emerges as the punt returner? Who re- is Valus Jones in, in on that kick return situation? Just trusting Ebner, push Khalil Herbert. Yeah, that that'll be intriguing too with those guys. You so. know what, too, Adam? Like we hear about the hits philosophy. We've seen the hits philosophy on defense for sure. Them rallying to the football, whether it's an interception, an uh, incomplete pass. That the defensive unit just rallying and going to cause turnovers for the offense. Like I'm curious to see how that just kind of translates and how we're going to see the hits philosophy in Justin Fields' game or how the offense kind of approached that because that's something that Maddie Refluce has talked about a little bit. But I, I'm still curious to see what that actually looks like. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of glimpses here in OTAs and obviously in training camp. But seeing how the hits philosophy is also translated to the offensive side of the ball. Something to keep an eye out. Yeah, I agree, because that part's a little less mm-hmm. c- clear. It's clear, yeah. A um, less clear. Although, if you go all the way back to my first piece for CHGO and the conversation I had with Matt Eberflus, he went into as much detail as I think he has explaining some of that on mm-hmm. the offensive side, like how that's actually going to be implemented and how it's going to be looked at in practice. So I'd encourage you to go check that out at allchgo.com. Um, to get to kind of answer that, but seeing it on the field is a different thing. So, um, I, I I agree with you that will be interesting. All right, so um, someone was asking if if we've talked about Jesper Horstead. You guys did address that last week, or Will? Yeah, Will's guy. <laughs> he's in uh, a, he's in a dark place really, right now. <laughs> yeah, but poor Jesper Horstead. I mean, Too. to have a failed physical at this point was kind of an odd thing that happened. Yeah, because they brought him back, or I forget. I honestly, the all the transactions that happened with T- Jesper Horse in the past couple of days, he was well. He, if I remember right, he was out there at the first mini camp, but mm-hmm, yeah. not practicing. Yes, that's, that's like he right, was just yeah. kind of off to the side doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then so he was waved, brought back, then cut yeah. this most recent time. So he's been through. He's been through a lot for the last couple of days, but yeah, hopefully he can get right. Um, and then we, what we didn't talk a lot about, unless it was that show I missed last week, you guys hammered this was Nathan Peterman being on the rock. <laughs> we, we did talk about Nathan Peterman there, out of um, the I mean, the big the memory that comes back to me when I hear the name Nathan Peterman is that Bears Bills game where yeah. they just intercepted him like three times, it was a blowout, but. Yeah, I, I camp body, right? I well, mean, and that's the thing. I, like, I think people hear Nate Peterman. They've seen kind of the struggles he's had when they've asked him to be a starter. But that's what's going to happen when you're being asked to do a little bit too much, mm-hmm, you true. know, and you're not put in a position to have value to the ball club. And that's where if he's coming in as your third quarterback, this was an upgrade. Yeah. over The Bears had Ryan Willis, and they mm-hmm. let him go, and – now they're bringing Nathan Peterman, who's been in the league. He's played in actual games. He's going to be in that quarter room help, quarterback room helping Justin Fields. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And if he can, you always want competition. So you also don't want Trevor Simeon, your backup, to just feel too comfortable. comfortable. So maybe those third-string reps are pushing Trevor Simeon a little bit too. That's what you always want to create. Um, and I don't know that the Bears had that before they brought Nathan Peterman in. And remember, they got a chance to see Ryan Willis throughout uh, rookie minicamp. And so we're in a lot of good looks with that third team. Right. Even so in the minicamp. fact that his move happened after that, I think, shows you what kind of mi- rookie minicamp happened there. Um, 
And so that's all that quarterback move was. But I will say this, you know, the Bears have a, another interesting quarterback room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting is the right there's, word. There's names in there. It's it's and most importantly, Justin Fields is the guy. He's the number one. They're not on going to take away team. his reps. Nope. We're going to see what he can actually do and with that, the first team. That's just going to be so different for him going into this season, Adam, because he didn't have that opportunity. Like it was at Andy Dalton getting these first team reps and training camp and all those things. Now that's that's going to be Justin. So he's going to get a chance to work with all the new wide receivers we were, we were listing off earlier. So that's definitely going to you know, help him in the long run. I know I saw in the comments here, too, people were wondering about just the linebackers and who's oh, playing yeah. where and who's who's calling the plays, who's who's Mike, who's Sam, like all those, and Will, all, all those uh, positions. And, yeah, we'll definitely get a better, you know, opportunity to kind of see who's pegged where. But I'll, here's my guess. And maybe we could tag this and see what it actually looks like when week one comes around. But my guess is Nicholas Morrow is your mic. I thought you were going to say my name. <laughs> like I, Nicholas Moriano <laughs> is your mic. Uh, <laughs> Roquan Smith is the will, but it's, you know has the green dot mm-hmm. on his helmet and is calling the plays out there for the defense. And my guy Jack Sanborn Ooh, is the Sam. Okay. But I think this week, Matt Adams will still be out there with the first team when they are in the base package and obviously an undrafted free agent um, like Jack Sanborn is going to have to push for that. And Joe Thomas is on the roster, too, and he is an option for that. Yeah, uh, the only other guy that looks is like a Matt Adams who had who came from Indianapolis. Yeah. That would be the only other guy that would That's I why I think compete. he's with the first team right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, and he's – an excellent special teamer. So he he's the guy who could probably still be on the roster. Yeah. Um, but I think Sanborn might end up giving you a little bit more in terms of having to back up. Because remember, Matt Eberflew said he wants the Sam to be able to back up the Mike and the Will. And True. he played both of those spots. Granted, different scheme at Wisconsin, but he has experience at those spots um, mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah, no, I'm seeing also here, seeing a Charles Snowden uh, being mentioned here. We have making the team. I just when you see Charles Snowden out there, at he just he's so lengthy. What he's right now listed at he's six seven. Um, where does he play? I don't. I don't think well, he's maybe, an inside linebacker anymore. Like I, I just don't see that being. Well, is there any chance that switching to a, a four three actually is better for him? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's gonna have to probably beef up and be be an end. He's at two forty five. He's listed at six seven two forty five. I wonder. I wonder if that's where you see like a guy like Charles Snowden. If he is going to make something out of this opportunity, it might have to be at end. I just don't see him playing inside as an inside linebacker. Yeah, I don't. No way. No way. So yeah, it'll be. Um, so if you want to pay attention to those types of guys, I mean that's what training camps for. That's mm-hmm. why I love the longer practices. It's every day. Consistent. You really get a chance to see how guys are stacking days up. Yep. And we're not quite there yet, but getting Pretty out close. there. On the practice field, at least once a week for the next few weeks, will be nice, and hopefully the weather weather cooperates. I know tomorrow's supposed to be a little bit colder, but just keep that in mind since you were like zero for three in the last mini camp dressing wise. I, you know, OTAs we're gonna start off strong, get it right, <laughs> and dress appropriately. I hope I'm bringing binoculars too. That's there the thing go. I forgot like the last couple of times. Have them in my car, so I'm ready to go. Now you're ready. Now you're ready. All right. Um, 
We will, again, have the recap show for you tomorrow afternoon. I think it's going to be around 4 o'clock, but check our Twitter accounts at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano, at CHGO underscore Bears, at CHGO underscore Sports. We will communicate the time to you for sure. And then uh, Wednesday, we got that cross effort, crossover episode. I just heard about earlier in this show. Matt Peck and Big Dave are going to be Let's go. Let's go. On the show. All four of us right here. Talking Bears with you. Mabel, throw some bulls in there, too. Love it. Let's do what it. What position would Zach Levine play on the Bears? He's a wide receiver. See, I hate to say it, but probably injured reserve. Oh, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> be tough playing football. Yeah. That's, those, yeah you know. Yeah. But taking the injuries out of it, I can use some Zach Levine catching the football. Like Back go, corner of the like, end zone. Like going up and getting those the ball. Hops. Would love that. All right, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. We will talk to you then after Bears OTAs. Talk to you tomorrow.